Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Bruiser Nation members of all ages, does everybody know what time it is? It's Bruise Cruise time. Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to take a ride on the Bruise Cruise. And this week on Bruise Cruise Macabro, I got my main man, my best dude, my son, Bruiser the Second, on the horn with me. I don't know why I said on the horn. It just yeah. came out. I feel like that, I feel like a baseball kind, commentator from <laughs> 1985. <laughs> kind of do, kind of do. Not gonna lie, not gonna lie. <laughs> so, and on on this edition of the Bruce Cruise Macabro, what we're gonna do? We're gonna revisit the Wendigo, and and this time it's not scripted. It's just me and him chit chatting. So we're hoping to bring a different environment to it because right now those scripted ones took a lot of time. I'm so much busier yeah. right now. So yeah, we're gonna revisit the Wendigo. We're gonna talk a little bit about the Banshee, and we both have. Do you have just have one story or is it two? I just have one. Just I one. Could, I didn't have okay. enough time to research another one. Yeah, but I only have one as well. So, so we will a, both will be, be easy bringing, on both of us. We will both be bringing stories to to the podcast, the only podcast that brings a father and a son to talk about horror stuff. Basically I mean, anything fine. now. You know what, though? We're trying to put a twist on Macabro. Yeah, Kind of just talk about anything. Exactly. Make it a dang conversation. The Make, scripted stuff was too hard. Yeah. Like, I don't have took time. way too much time out of both of our days. I couldn't do it half the time because I was always out with friends and stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. Out with friends all the time. It's so. either he doesn't live here or his friends live here, and I never know how that's going to be on any given day. So it's always a yeah. surprise. Yeah. Always. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is your news story, sir? Well, oh, wait! Before I forget, something something happened over the weekend. I'm 14! He turned 14 on Saturday, and yeah. my God, I was not ready for it. Actually, I'm really not ready for any birthday, but, you know, we had a good time. Yeah. And some cake and some pizza. Yeah, had some friends over. Like half the people ditched on us, but that's eh, whatever. Your close, least, your close friends were here, yeah. and by here I mean like the whole weekend here. Yeah, besides one, because she had to go home, so because her parents are strict as hell. I mean, I've we've had this conversation. Well, if you were a girl, yeah, I point. would be very strict too. Okay? Good point. Very right. good point. All yeah, right. I'm pretty strict. Yeah. I. You don't seem like it. You're really, to me, you're not that strict. I mean, I've seen stricter. Well, you haven't given me a reason to drop the hammer. Good point. Good point. I'm pre- I'm pretty laid back kid. You're good, you you are. You're a good kid. So I don't have to drop the hammer. As long as yeah. you get your stuff done, I don't care. So who's gonna go first, me or you? I mean, you. It's more fun this way. Okay. What's your story? My story is on a little bit of Five Nights at Freddy's lore, of the bite of '87. I don't know if some of the audience might know what that is, but I hope you do. But um, I found something on the Bite of 87 about a little bit of a theory on who might have did it and the victim of the Bite of 87. Wait, 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 slow down, slow down. This is why we don't talk about these prior. Can't just hop into the story. Yeah, well, you I gotta got, let I got me it. ask a question. I, I don't even understand the I premise. Gotta get into. I don't it. play I, Five Night at Freddy's. I don't understand. What is this bite of '87? Did someone get bit in 1987, or did someone get bit 87 times? The you actually the you actually pinpointed it the first time. Some I think it was like a kid or a worker. Like some some people think it's a kid. Some people think it was a worker. That got bit by an animatronic named Fredbear, I think, in the second Five Nights at Freddy's. It doesn't really say in this. But um, in one of the Five Nights at Freddy's games, a kid or a worker got bit in the head by one of the animatronics and um, ripped out his entire frontal lobe, put him into a coma. And I'm just, and yeah. It's, so is that you know. how Five Nights at Freddy's started? No, like the first no. occurrence of no. No murder near. by animatronic. Nowhere near. Nowhere near. Bear. Nowhere near. 
Is it a cursed bear? The first Five Nights at Freddy's is like absolutely insane. Hope at least one person in the audience knows. I mean, it. so fill them in if they don't. You got to so, tell. I don't know. The first game of Five Nights at Freddy's, there are. Uh, there, the first game of Five Nights at Freddy's. I'm still getting used to this. Sorry, guys. First game of Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, it's just called Five Nights at Freddy's. No, five, not Five Nights at Freddy's one. Just Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, there's the four main animatronics: Freddy, Chica, Bonnie, and Foxy. It you're in Fazbear's Pizzeria. I think it's called maybe Freddy's Pizzeria. Well, so like it's, what's you're the, in a pizzeria. What's the storyline? I'm ba- I'm telling you right now. Are you? Yeah, I'm telling you the storyline of the first. Five Nights at Freddy's game. Are you sure? Yeah, I can't. If we, if I explain to you the entire Five Nights at Freddy's storyline, we'd be right, here just, for days. Okay, so just give me a roundabout. Dad, you're an idiot. Why don't you know about this explanation? <laughs> okay. So, for the for the people the that game, may feel my the way I feel right now is well, I think I have heard of this before. I never played it, so I've I don't know what you're I talking about. about. A ton of the lore, and I watched a ton of YouTube videos on it. Oh, but, surprise! YouTube um, videos. Shut up. <laughs> Um, but, um, the first Five Nights at Freddy's game, you play as a security guard on the night shift, and apparently the animatronics are, like, possessed or something, and they try to kill you up until 6 a.m. when the pizzeria opens back up. So you have to survive all the way to 6 a.m. without dying. A given amount of times, or else you fail. Oh, the entire game, and you have to restart. But why is everything possessed? Does no one know? know? No, no one knows. knows. No one knows how. No one uh, knows. It might just be like no a glitch knows. in the system. A glitch in the system. Yeah, I could get into so many things right now. I could get into William Afton if I wanted to, but well, I'm not going to. You know what? You save that for your podcast. We are going to be here for. You days. should actually. You should. Start writing these things down so you can do your own podcast. Probably should, to be honest. Like, I'd be totally okay. fine with so, you using my stuff. So, that was our video game update here on little, the Bruce Cruz Podcast. It's not, really, it's not really an update. There's a new game called Security Breach that I'm pretty sure a whole ton of people have heard about. Have you heard about it? No. Enough security breach? I don't understand. Okay. Well, there's a new game out. It's that, I just explained to you the first game. But I'm pretty sure this is either FNAF 2 or FNAF 3 that we find out about this. So I'm just going to get into it. Sound cool? I guess so. Okay. So this article um, is about the biter and the victim of the bite of 87. Um, It was a FNAF theory created by RandomGuy2013. Shout out to him. If any of you know him. Connect me to him. I want to know more of these theories. This was pretty interesting. You could probably just follow him on social media. Well, I don't feel like doing that. Wow. Okay. Wow. Just wow. So, there are 11 animatronics, not counting the shadow animatronics, and the endoskeleton. But But he believes, he believes that he knows who the biter was of the bite of 87. He wants us to hear him out. So, I'm just going to keep reading. Keep reading, keep reading. Okay, so first off, he thinks the victim was Jeremy Fitzgerald. Since we all know that the animatronics were acting aggressively towards adults, but they didn't harm kids, and Jeremy was put in charge of taking care of the last party in the year of 1987, the pizzeria was going to close for a while, so I doubt it would open again before the year ended. So it must have been this la- in this last party. Jeremy was told to keep an eye on the animatronics. Maybe he tried to keep a kid away from them. So maybe the animatronics saw Jeremy as a killer and tried to protect the kids with a bite. That's how I see it. That Well, that's not how I see it. That Actually, I see it and he sees it. We kind of are in the same kind of mindset here. But, um... I lost my spot. Okay. But who did it? We kind of want to figure that out. That he says it wasn't the old animatronics because why would you let out the old scary-looking robots out? So it must have been one of the new models. 
It couldn't have been Balloon Boy, since he's the only animatronic that doesn't try to kill you. And it couldn't have been the marionette, since, you know, no teeth, and I'm sh- and he's sure that his face is just a mask. Can't close the mouth. So, we have the Toy Freddy, Chica, Bonnie, and Mangle. And since the bite happened at a birthday party, if I'm right, then means the kids were there, which, ma- which means Mangle is being taken apart again. So, I don't think Mangle was able to bite Jeremy's head, even if it wanted to at the time. So, we have the main three now. If you ask me, I think Toy Freddy is the only one with a big enough jaw to bite Jeremy's head. However, one of the safety rules in FNAF 1 is don't touch Freddy. And why they say Freddy, why not don't touch the animatronics? Something happened with Freddy in the past in FNAF 2. The bite of 87 on the 14th of November of 1987, Toy Freddy bit Jeremy's head, removing his frontal lobe in the process. And at least that's what he thinks that happened in 1987 of the bite of 87. So horribly horrific things. Very, very horrible. Done by possessed animatronic bears and things. Yep. To give us our little Bruce Cruz Macabro video game video, exploratory video game thing. lore part. Sure. So, yeah. Sure, I like that. Video game that. lore segment. I video game it. lore segment. Like that. Like What's that. What's next week? Who knows? What's, up? No. What's up next week? We have I no know. idea. I haven't decided yet. Yeah. But we'll find something. We all, we try to all the time. I mean, before I share my story, so we're out. We're we've been listening to people in France, India, Georgia, Greece, Japan, and of course the United States. Obviously. And look, dude, check this out. Look at this. Somebody listened to us on their smart home speaker. Well. Skull. One of the multiple shows that are done Skull. through the Bruce Cruz podcast. Skull. So, I mean, that's, that's something. Amazing. That's pretty sweet. But anyway, anyway. So, I'm going to ask you a question that pertains to the article I'm going to share with you and the audience. Let's see if you can answer. Okay. Why are tigers orange? I love this. Come on, school guy. No, you're good at science. Mm, it's not really science. It's more like genetics. It's science. Like, genetics is science. Uh, orange is more of an unco- uncommon color, so people don't see it much in the wild. So they're easier to blend in, I guess. I mean, they live in the jungle, so... Sorry, but you're wrong because yeah. orange isn't going to blend into the jungle. But tigers are pretty sneaky. They somehow. are, but no, but this is this is kind of cool. This is why I saved it for this podcast. So it has to see with how their prey sees them, and 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 I'll explain. The colors and patterns of an animal serve lots of different purposes. For instance, to help them stand out to mates or even to warn predators that they're toxic. But for ambush predators like tigers, the ability to remain invisible to their prey determines whether they catch dinner or go hungry. So of all the colors they would be, why are the tigers orange? And before I go any further, thank you so much, Live Science, for this little tidbit of information that I found when I was scrolling through the internet. Because this is actually quite interesting. Considering that humans, orange is a color used for items like need to be ultra-visible. Think traffic cones, safety vests. To our eyes, orange stands out in most environments, which makes tigers relatively easy to spot. But here's why. Because we have trichromatic color vision. When light from the outside world enters the eye, it hits a thin layer in the back called the retina. The retina processes that light using two types of light receptors, rods and cones. Rods only sense differences in light and darkness. It's not color. Mm -hmm. And they're used in mostly in dim light. Cones are what we use for color perception. And most humans have three types. Cones for blue, green, and red. That's why our vision is called trichromatic. We can see three primary colors and their colorful combinations. We share this style of vision with apes and some monkeys. 
that kind of explains yeah. why the tigers are orange. But what about the prey? They don't have the things we do, so they can't they see the tigers. The, exactly. They have dichromatic vision. Dogs, cats, horses, and deer. That means, means Buster is screwed if he finds a tiger. It means that retinas contain cones for only two colors, blue and green. Humans who get information only from their blue and green cones are considered colorblind and can't distinguish between red and green shades. The same is likely true for dichromatic animals. Terrestrial mammals like deer are the tiger's main prey, and their dichromatic vision means they don't see the predator as orange. They see it as green. That makes the tiger much harder to spot as it's prowling behind a bush or crouching in the grass. Although green tigers would probably be harder to spot, especially by us, the trichromats, if you will. Evolution just hasn't felt the need to create green fur. It, in essence, it's easier to produce browns and oranges because of biomolecular structure of the makeup of the animal than it is to produce green. There's uh, only one recognizably green animal, and apparently it's a sloth, and it's more from algae than the color of its fur. I was about to say, sloths are more like tannish. So, and, and most people would say, okay, so that doesn't really explain anything, right? No, because doesn't really. that say, like, wouldn't it be better for them to be not orange? Yeah. Well, here's the funny part. Deer don't know, as we discussed, that tigers are orange. Nope. They don't even know orange exists. Dogs? Cats? Same thing. Don't even know orange exists. What's a member of the cat family? Tigers. Tigers don't know they're orange either, so nope. they never would have had to evolve because it was never an issue. Because, because they don't even know they're orange. They're only orange to us. Now, yep. my question is, have we always been trichromatic? Probably not. was it an evolved thing to survive? It's probably evolution. Probably. So it's that way, like, because... To be honest, all over the world, we probably found our way into jungles to where tigers lived, and we couldn't see tigers at all. So for our species of animal to survive, we probably, our eyes probably evolved with that extra cone of red to see red shades apart, to separate those shades of red and all those other colors from the green and blue spectrum. So, and that, we can see tigers and well, all the, kinds and that, of things. And that probably came after, because you know why we see faces in clouds and where you plug things in the outlet, it's like a face. Yeah. Well, that's an evolution thing, because a lot of these big felines hunt at night. So it doesn't matter what color they are. Because unless you got a torch, you, don't, you can't see them anyway. So we see faces. Mm. We evolutionary found a way over time to see faces and things. So because it, it's better to think you see a tiger than not, than yeah. not even know the tiger's there, and now you're gone because you got <laughs> ate by a tiger. Yeah, and now you're like about to be six feet in the ground. I mean... I, really? Because the tiger killed you in like a couple hundred years, you're going to be six feet in the ground, all your bones. Probably. Or they'll get eaten. I doubt that. Actually, no. They probably would. Wild animals chew on bones. Yeah. Dogs chew on bones. Buster chews on bones. Speaking of, he's Buster sleeping. the Bruiser Dog is in the room. He is, and he's sleeping. Yeah, good point. He is sleeping. He's like out. Yeah, he's out cold. It's like he had a busy day or something of sleep. Yeah, busy day of sleep. That's basically Buster's day. Eat, walk, run around craziness for like 20 minutes and sleep. That's it. Well, and be cute. And be cute. Well, that is Buster the Bruiser Dog. That, That's basically th- his th- day. Those are our news stories Yeah, for Bruise Cruise Macabro. So now we're going to dive in a little bit to the Wendigo. Okay. The Wendigo is a horrifying creature that appears in Algonquin Native American legend who devour human flesh to survive a harsh winter. But are they only a myth? 
Or are they real? We have no idea. Are there cannibalistic humanoids waiting Probably. in the forest for their next victim? We never know. People are crazy. I mean, it, yeah. humanoids it means human, too. Yeah, something like a human. But, or exactly like a human. You never know. So, I could be a horrifying creature under this skin. Eats humans at night. When you, think, you never know. When you think Wendigo, you're right. You do never know. You never know. I but, could be but, I could be holding him captive to make to help me make this video right now. You never know. That's egregious. I, well, you I know, could like, happen. Think werewolf. You know, Wendigo kinda in kind of in both stories. Well, no. It's similar but not the same. Because the Wendigo no. turns into the Wendigo and it's Wendigo. Yeah, like, it's completely Wendigo. Well, like, unless you go hmm. by that Wolverine. By the Wendigo in Marvel comics, he can change back and forth like a werewolf, but he's the Wendigo. But like that's Marvel. Marvel is changes things all the time. But so, but it's but still actually, fits. Marvel could be on the right here. They could be. You never know. Mar- if the Wendigo is a thing, Marvel they very well could be in the right here. Look, it's, they could have the right story. Myth and legends from the past relive in comics. Look, it's on my shirt. Who'd have thought we'd bring comics into the conversation? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so there's there's two main tales here. It was how the Wendigo got started. The first ever Wendigo was once a lost hunter. During a brutally cold winter, the man's intense hunger drove him to cannibalism. After feasting on another human's flesh, he transformed into a crazed beast roaming the forest in search of more people to eat. Damn. That is speechless. Speechless? Yeah. You got nothing? I got nothing. You got nothing. I got nothing. Shocked and appalled at the actions of this man just trying to This man is literally insane. There's a lot quite, of people. Quite literally insane. Really insane. Actually, there's he's actually pretty, there's pretty tame compared to some of the craziness that yeah. has happened over the years. Especially 1987. <gasps> Callback. In yeah. another version of the story, the first Wendigo is said to have been a warrior who made a deal with the devil oh. in order to save his tribe. Bad boy. Bad, bad boy. He was trying to do the right thing, apparently. Apparently, but... Making a deal with the devil? Come on, bro. Look, he was you know that doesn't have any good consequences. Look, he was trying to save his tribe, okay? He but probably ate them. Let's cut the guy some slack. He probably know? ate them. All right. In he order probably to, ate so them. So he gave up his soul to the devil. Oh, God. Oh, and no. transformed into a Wendigo. He probably ate his tribe after that. Actually, it actually states here in this story that... When peace ensued or happened, there was no need for such a fearsome creature and the warrior was banished from his tribe and forced to live as an outcast. So no, sir. No, he did not. That man just saved their lives and he banished and they banished him. I mean. Wow. It was. An amazing way to repay your savior, bro. So, like, like, I mean, I I could see it both ways. Because, like, yeah, you did us a pretty good solid. I don't think we asked you to do that solid, though. And now that we don't have enemies, there's no one for you to eat. You might turn on us, get the hell out kind of a thing. Sorry, appreciate it. Peace. Best of luck on your future endeavors kind of a thing. Peace out. Leave. Now. Get out. We don't want you here. Pretty much. Like, leave. I feel now. that that's what happened. I kind of <laughs> like that story a little bit better. Yeah, it's kind of makes more sense than just the man eating a human and transforming into a huge deer-like creature. Yeah, because you would think he would have had to have eaten, like, something that was... Possessed. Possessed or bitten by something possessed, and it doesn't seem like that was the case. No, because, like, how would... Well, it kind of it wasn't a forest that he killed the person and ate them. So they might have gotten bitten by, like, a possessed deer or something, but that's kind of a far gonna, stretch. Why would you possess a deer? That's it, but... Ghosts and demons are weird, okay? But why a deer... Why does like the why, Wendigo look like a deer? Like why would Why I mean, does the Wendigo it, look like a deer? It looks like a wolf and a deer. Why does it look like both? 
I don't know because it grows antlers. Why does it grow antlers? I don't know. Because it possessed a deer. It might tell us. He possessed a deer. He didn't possess he a, possessed deer. a deer. He didn't possess yes, a deer. Yes, he did. You never know. No. No. Could be anything. He could have possessed literally anything. He could have best says possessed a reindeer because so he could fly. I mean, it, you never know. If if you were gonna possess something, would you possess a wolf or a deer? A wolf. Exactly. That's but what, what I'm if saying. there like, were two demons and there was a deer and a wolf and one just so happened to get to the wolf quicker? And they had a child and it was Wendigo. Yes, that's what happened. Yes, stupid demons. <laughs> exactly. Watch us get attacked by the Wendigo in the middle of the night because we called it stupid. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I <laughs> certainly hope not. We're, yeah, we're not hungry enough to try to resort to cannibalism and we don't attack people. So it nah. should be fine. It's not like we used to build castles and attack people from them castles. So there have been people in the past. Wait, castles? Remember? Our ancestors. No, our castles. ancestors did build castles. Yeah. Sorry, forgot. I started talking when that when you said it and I have the headphones in so I can hear me and you. So, yeah, I can't. I can hear you, but not me at the exact same time. There's not enough headphone jacks here. I mean, there is, but there's not. I don't. I don't have a pair of headphones. Uh, yeah, actually, I do. But I don't feel like going get them because we're already recording. Well, you're, that's not wrong too. So, so a few people have claimed to encount to have encountered this fearsome beast. How are they still alive? Like I, honestly, I how are they still how are they still breathing? Like how the hoss still beating? So I mean, oh. they say that it's uh, relative to Bigfoot, or kind of compare it to like a werewolf. So there you go again. It's always it always ties back always to the a werewolf. Wind, it's always a Wendigo, or it's sometimes a Wendigo, right there. Because if it's relative of Bigfoot, it's always a Wendigo. But, but if it's, it's a relative like werewolf, of a werewolf, then it's, it switches back and forth. Yeah. That's just confusing. And a light turned off. A light broke. Two lights turned off, actually, but we're fine. Yeah. Lighting's good. We're fine. This The audio is only going up. The video yeah, ain't. He's keeping the video. The video for posterity. Yeah. <laughs> so the Algonquins are some of the most extensive and numerous of the Native American groups in North America. So one of the largest, if. That, that's what I got from that, from the Atlantic coast and the Great Lake region. So there were probably Algonquins in Ohio at some point in time because we're part of the Great Lakes region. We're like right there. Lake yeah. Erie's like right at the top of Ohio. Yeah. But we kind of live in the more bottom of Ohio. Oh, and right. still middle. We're not that far middle. away from Columbus. Yeah, we're not really that far away. You will never know where we live, though. We ain't telling you that. We ain't telling you where, what city we so, live in. Wendigo-like creatures aren't just in Algonquin Native American lore, though. Hmm. The Iroquois. That's a weird And their creature was a stone coat bear, or as the stone coat, which bears similarities to the Wendigo. And roughly translated, it means the evil spirit that devours mankind. So there's... Literally a Wendigo. There's a lot of reasons why... People believe that at some point in our past, Wendigos existed because you have these similar stories from around. It's not just one tribe. It's all the tribes, apparently, that, uh, that have made up this. a story that relates in literally every single way. It's kind of like a uh, religion. What do you mean? We don't really need to get into this right now. All right, fine. But like that's that's and that's for another time. That's another podcast. You have to write that time. down so I can plan for that podcast. But you always tell me that like all religions are like the same at some point. Oh, that's what. See, that's what. That's all you had to say. They, they kind of are. They all kind of tell the same stories. Yeah, just have always, different names. They just have different names. There's always a person that comes down to like a weird place. Well, that, I mean, we're well that, that comes down to Earth. And he's got a. Everybody's got a flood myth. Yeah, everybody's everybody. got a flood. Everybody. Everybody had a flood. Everybody got a flood. So more than likely, there was a flood. Everybody got more than a likely, weird person. A, a person that's weird that can apparently tell things that from a ungodly, from a otherworldly being. Like so, a, you mean a prophet? Yeah, that okay. person. Oh, okay. Yeah. A person that can tell 
other people of an un the words of an otherworldly being. It's my description of a prophet. Fair enough. Despite their gaunt physique, so gaunt they're like yellow and thin and basically they're dead looking apparently. Because they are. But they are described as 14 to 15 feet high. Tall. Yes. Very tall. That's That's like like, two and a quarter of me. Like couldn't even fit in here. I don't want it to be in here. And it would like go through the bottom, like the this floor you'd have to antler through just to get in the front door. That'd be crazy. At least we. I don't know, want him in the house. At least we would know he was coming. I don't want him in the house. I mean, I don't want him in the house. He's either, gonna kill us. You gotta look at bright sides. He's gonna kill us. You gotta look at the positives. We at have, least we know he's coming. At least we, so we know prepare for he's death. coming. So we prepare for death. Buster's probably gonna be the first to go. Honestly, because he's gonna bark at it. He eats people. Oh yeah. You never know. He might change his course to eat everything. Look, no. He's probably not gonna find more though. He's always in a room. Fair enough. Fair so enough. we're probably gonna be the only two to go. <laughs> Unless like she hears us screaming and comes out. Probably. Yeah. I'd scream. I'd scream like a little girl. <laughs> I think we all would. I don't have a I don't have a Wendigo plan. I have a zombie plan, but I don't have a Literally Wendigo plan. Literally just jump out the window onto no, the balcony. That is not the zombie plan. I know. You break the stairs. I break the stairs. Dogs and people and canned food upstairs. And I you break, break the stairs. stairs. How are we going to eat the SpaghettiOs, though? We're going to have to eat them cold. Ah, do you want? Do you want warm SpaghettiOs or do you... Do you, do you want to live through the zombie apocalypse or do you want warm SpaghettiOs and get eaten by zombies? Warm SpaghettiOs. I, this is egregious. I'm just kidding. I, I, don't have, I don't have to take this. My I want to live. My plan is well thought out, okay? You never know. You, you might not have to use it. I mean, I hope I don't have to use it. It's a lot of work to break stairs. It's <laughs> not just like, oh, I'm going to break this stair. No, it's a That's lot of work. That's your worry. It's hard to break stairs. That's your worry. I mean, that's the first worry. The first worry should be that there's zombies everywhere. You can't worry about that. It's already happened. You can't worry. You can still worry that there's going to be zombies in the house. I mean, yeah. You can still worry about that. That's the point of breaking the stairs. I don't care if they're in the house because they can't get up the stairs. That's the point. So you break the cellar. Eventually, they're just going to climb all on top of each other. Then what are we going to do? I mean, we've already left by then. My TV, though. We'll be living by candlelight in the zombie apocalypse. Who cares about the TV? My TV, though. I just got a TV. I can't forget about that in the zombie apocalypse. Oh, my gosh. Heaven forbid. My TV. Your TV. And my Xbox. And my Switch. All that stuff. All that stuff. I might not finish a game. Useless. No, it, well, it keeps I don't me mean, occupied. I don't, I don't mean like right now it's useless. That would be rather condescending and jerkous of me, considering there's an Xbox right here. Yeah, and two TVs. But but what I'm saying yeah. is, in the zombie apocalypse, who cares about all these things? Me. They're not going to work. Fair point. The grid's down. Fair everything, point. Everything goes down. That Well, that means we only have limited cell phone charge. Which means we have limited amount of time would, to contact. We people. would we would lose service before a phone died. Because I got the grid mobile data. Down. I got mobile data. The grid would be down. Good point. Which means which nothing, means it would take literally hours for us to get messages. Which means nothing works. <clears throat> Bull. Well, why would the grid be down? Because zombies have taken over the earth, and there's nobody to maintain Bull. the grid. Bull. So it breaks down. Bull. I mean, it's kind of how things work. Uh, itchy. We haven't developed that whole arc reactor sustainable energy thing. We need Don't to make an do arc that reactor. into the microphone. I'm the sorry. fans aren't going to like that loud pop in their ears. <laughs> it's natural. It's You better knock that stuff out, bro. Wow. I didn't mean like punch yourself in the face. I just meant stop popping into the microphone. Like That's wild. See, that's what you get. That's what you get. Ow. So it can either have shallow or yellowish 
skin. I love how we just went on a zombie rant. I know. That's why I wanted to do it this way because we weren't getting this. We weren't getting this with conversation. the scripted version of these stories. However, a a ethno historian, which I'm not really sure what that is. What is an ethno historian? Historian, right there. What is it? Eco cultures and in, of indigenous people. Okay, okay. that makes so, sense. Okay. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Okay, so and claims that it's also been said that they have large sharp claws, massive eyes like an owl, and some other people say it's a skeleton-like figure with ash-toned skin. So that's the Wendigo. And it, it, and now you hit the gamut. Now everything's out the window. Everything's different. Different versions of the Wendigo say different things about his speed and agility. Some claim he's unusually fast and can walk for like forever, even in harsh winter, like, like snow this deep. Jeez. Well, he can walk. That's basically like two inches of snow for us, for him. Like, basically. I'd say like... Six inches of snow is, like, two inches of snow for him. That is for us. Because, like, he's so tall. So, like, six inches would be, like, two inches for him. Probably. Maybe even like, smaller because, I mean, if he's 15 feet tall. Yeah, it'd be, like, like a couple centimeters for him. It's uh, It would only be a problem in, like, northern Canada. <laughs> but then others turn around and say it's in a haggard manner as he because he's falling apart but either way it's a supernatural creature so it doesn't matter if it's fast it's just going to keep chasing you anyway yeah once it can't it, escape it even if you flee the country it's just going to follow you yeah oh if it gets you it's a supernatural being if it gets your scent it ain't getting out of you it ain't it ain't, it ain't sure getting that's out. how the wendigo works it's a supernatural being. If it has your scent, it ain't leaving you alone. But it likes the forest. Is it going to follow you, you into the city? Yes. Why? Have you seen that Wendigo movie? It's in a freaking house. No. But the the house is in Canada. Yeah. Or Montana. What if I you flee to Canada? You don't want to go there. What if you're stupid and you flee to Canada? I mean... Now, hold on. Before you confuse people, going to Canada is not bad. Going to Canada, if a Wendigo is chasing you, is bad. What because if you're stupid and you there's go to Canada? A, a lot of forests in Canada. What if you stupid and you flee to Canada? Then the Wendigo is going to get you. Yes. What Fair if enough. you flee to the ocean? Will it swim after you? I don't know. Never met a Wendigo. That seems like a lot of work. What if it? What if it's like super fast and like you, and it can swim super fast? Does it run super fast? I mean, if it runs super fast, you're not getting to a boat. But what if it's like halfway across the world? Why yeah. would it be halfway across the world and chasing you? But what if it's like halfway across the United States? It gets you all sent, and then you go. But that's not how the Wendigo works. You that's not how scent works. You've never met a Wendigo. So that's you not have no how light. scent works. How do you know? It's not how scent works. How do you works. know? How do you know scent works? How you know that's not how the Wendigo works? That's not how the Wendigo works. How do you know? It would never met one. You'd have to curse You'd have to curse somebody for it to be that. What if it what if somebody got cursed? Well, then that's a different story in their host. Yeah. Run away from a curse. They're dead. Unless you re reverse engineer the curse. Which I doubt you can do. Because you're not a witch or a wizard. You're a wizard, Harry. Harry Potter? Harry Potter. So one of the most infamous cases of the Wendigo. We talked about this on the first Bruce Cruz Macabro. On the scripted. Was the first sw- episode. That's a throwback. That is a throwback. First was episode. Swift Runner, a Native American man who murdered and ate his whole family during the winter of 1879. According to Animal Planet, Swift Runner claimed to be possessed by a Wendigo spirit at the time of the murders. Animal Planet, like the show Animal Planet. Stop hitting the microphone, bro. I didn't bro. mean to. It hurt. 
Wow, man. I didn't mean to. I put my hand out. It's like you've never been on a podcast. I haven't been here in forever. It's my uh, first whose episode fault is, back. Whose fault is that? Not so mine. Talk about the new era, but it doesn't matter to me because I not my fault. My friends really want to hang out with me. And I'm going to give it to you. And I feel people actually like me. Well, they most certainly do. They wouldn't live here if they didn't. Because I really don't feed them very much. <laughs> That's mean. Do I? Touche. Not mean. Touche. Not going to be like, hey, you guys hungry? Hold uh, on. Buster's awake. Oh, my gosh. He got his own theme music too. Talk to the microphone. I love my roadcaster. There's the buster. Talk to the microphone. He doesn't want to talk to the microphone. Talk to the microphone. He's like, what are you doing to me? You stay up here with me. Nope. He wants to go back to sleep. Now he's just gonna sit in your lap. Some believe the human personality continues to reside within the Wendigo where the heart should be. This person is frozen, and the only way to kill a Wendigo is to kill the human within as well. That sucks. Yeah, that does kind of suck. There's no getting out of it, which is very similar to the werewolf. Once you're a werewolf, you're a werewolf. You're hosed. Mm-hmm. You gotta kill the werewolf. In order to kill the werewolf, you gotta kill the person. Like, somehow get the werewolf spirit out of them. Yeah, that's not really how it works. The world is a crazy place. So, and as as the world got older and the turn of the 20th century happened, the Algonquin tribes blamed many unsolved disappearances of people on Wendigo attacks. A, name, a man by the name of Jack Fiddler who was 87, was tried for the murder of a woman. He pleaded guilty, defended himself by saying that the woman was on the verge of transforming into a Wendigo as she was being possessed by the evil spirit. Therefore, she had to be killed before she murdered other members of the tribe. In addition to this woman, Fiddler claimed to have slain at least 13 other Wendigos during his lifetime. Fake. I was going to say, like, I don't believe that, dude. It's a like, freaking supernatural spirit. It's 87, 87 years old. You just went crazy and murdered that poor woman. I think there you're the no Wendigo. Wendigo. If anybody's a Wendigo, it's going to be you. Being honest. Now, there are still some that believe Wendigos are still out there lurking in the forest, even though, like, starvation, I mean, starvation's still a thing, but not as bad. Just always, just always remember, just always remember that underneath that terrifying flesh-eating demon, there might still be a human man or a who's woman. just hungry. Or a woman. Actually, I mean, yeah. but Man or a woman. What if, we don't discriminate here. What if, I mean, we're just telling the story. We don't discriminate here. That's fair. That's fair. We don't discriminate. It's the other thing that I wanted to talk about today. Banshee is the Banshee, an Irish legend. Halo ship. That is also this man's also, obsessed with Halo. Something Halo kind of obsessed he, with. Literally, Halo. right outside of frame, he literally has a Master Chief helmet Master on a Chief stand. Helmet. On a stand, and the only thing that's ever really played on my Xbox is Halo right now because Halo Infinite is amazing. And did you guys see that Halo trailer? I saw it twice because I had to make him see it. The Paramount that, Plus. Uh, that looks legit. We, but, they don't pay us. I don't care. They don't pay us. Well, we're not going to link it. They we're just telling them where to watch it. They haven't proven to me. Okay. Watch yet. it on Paramount Plus because that's where it is. Well, watch the, the show, nothing else. Wow. Just the Halo show. Just the Halo show? Just the Halo show. I'm we not... told you to watch it, so you watch it. Only the Halo show. Wow. Then you want to install Paramount that's, Plus because like, they don't sponsor us. So that is we don't like, care about them. Really pushy. We don't care about them because they don't well, sponsor us. I didn't us. say that. I'm just like, dude, they don't pay us. They don't sponsor us. They don't pay us. So no, don't we don't care. Us. We don't need to name drop them. People can figure out where to watch the Halo series. Look up the trailer on YouTube. We'll now, tell if you it where was it something is. that we use all the time, like Disney Plus, probably. Watch Disney Plus. Oh watch my it. God. 
Watch, watch the, watch the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, some of the other God. shows. Those are amazing. What? Shut up. Shut up. I'm a geek. Okay. Jeez. I'm a geek. Anyway, like I'm I was a nerd saying, and a geek. Okay. It's fine. So am I. What now? Ow. What did you do? Scratch my hand. Why am I getting hurt so much? Ow! I hit my pinky. You, Ow! It, sit Ow. still. <laughs> sit still. Sit still. It'll help. Promise. I promise it'll help. Can't sit still. So the banshee from Iris Legend, her scream is believed to be an omen of death. So scream of also scream like a called a ca- kaoin, which means keening and is a mourning. Okay. Where is it? Keening. And is a, a warning that there will be imminent death in the family and as the Irish families <laughs> blended over time it's said that each family has its own apache oh it's pretty ah! creepy so then why with the hawk sound it's actually like a banshee that was like a hawk ah! oh that's a little bit better Sounds like your creepy Minecraft monsters. It's something, I guess. I can make pretty weird noises. Would you stop? What the heck was that noise? I don't even know. They don't want to hear slurp noises, okay? That's not what they come to the Bruce Cruz Macabro podcast for. They stop come here, the they get us. They get the real us. They come here, they get the real us. Yeah, but you don't want to bother their ears, okay? You don't want to co- bother their ears. Uh, Buster, come back. Buster, come back. A beautiful woman wearing a shroud. She can look like that. A pale woman in a white dress with long red hair. A woman with a long silver dress and silver hair. A headless woman carrying a bowl of blood that is naked from the waist up. I'm good. I don't An want old to see woman with frightening red eyes, a green dress, and long white hair. And an old woman with a veil covering her face dressed all in black with long gray hair. And it all comes down to it's they don't attack you. They just break your eardrums. They don't mean to. They're sad at the loss of life. So they or break they other people's be, eardrums? Well, not really. It doesn't say that in here. Basically what they do. No, because they're mm-hmm. outside somewhere wailing. It's fine. Not if you get close enough. Then your ear Why would get you get close? Because there's a woman screaming. But it doesn't sound like a woman screaming when the banshee wails. There's screaming. I'm not going towards screaming. I don't get paid for that. Not weird, spooky, scary screaming. What's a what? What's a banshee scream sound like, anyways? Not like a normal woman screaming. Like I'd run for that. I'd run to that. I hear something weird that's like a mixture between an owl, a sparrow, and a woman. I ain't going that way. Seen too many horror films. I'm not doing that. Hated horror films when they go towards the basement when they hear like screeching, like scratching or screeching from the basement or the attic. You got to figure out what it is. No, you don't. Run the other way. Leave. How do you know you you'll need die? To leave? It might be a raccoon. I don't care. If it's literally the middle of the night, you hear screaming or scratching, run the other way. You will die. I mean, that's just what horror movies say. Really? Yes. You have to investigate. You can't no, just, you don't. You Run. can't just be like, oh my God, I'm going to move. I'm going to die. That's not how I'm going to die works. if I go down there. You have to make sure. You got to see what's I going on. I don't care. I'm going to die if I go down there. Not necessarily. Yeah, I will. Be, it might be a raccoon. I don't care you if don't it's a know. raccoon. I know what a raccoon sounds like. If I hear a scream and it don't sound like a raccoon. But, but hey, banshees I'm, aren't. We're getting confused. Banshees don't scratch. Banshees scream outside. We're getting it could be something here. else. Well, what else? We're talking about banshees here. Literally anything. Well, talking about Buster banshees. Buster went under green screen. Yeah, he does that. Oh, he's looking, he's out, looking the out the window. window. He's, he likes to look at window. Oh, he's barking. He sees something. But basically, like I was saying, banshees aren't harmful spirits. They're just spirits. They're sad at the loss of life. So that's something I didn't know before researching this 
topic here today. They have historians have traced the first stories of the Banshee to the eighth century and were based on our tradition where women sang a sorrowful song to lament someone's death. These women were known as caners, hence that word earlier and why they're banshees now. And they accepted alcohol as payment. They were said to be sinners and punished by being doomed to become banshees. According to the mythology of the banshee, if she is spotted, she will vanish into a cloud of mist. And this action creates a noise similar to that of a bird flapping its wings. Legends say that banshees don't cause death. They only serve as a warning of it. So that's good to know. So if you hear a banshee, you're going to die. Not necessarily. It might not be wailing for you. You if might you hear a banshee, to if, hear If banshee. you hear a banshee, someone or you are, are going to die. Someone, probably. Someone is going to die. But it I mean, that you. could be... You of, never know. It, but it could be of old age. I think, I think you, sir, are giving banshees a bad name right now. What do you mean? You, you have been accosting and accusing... These banshees, ever since we brought them up, scratching and, and I wasn't talking about the breaking, banshees and breaking eardrums and and assuming that that's what you're you made it sound that made it if, sound that's what you if, made it sound like that if, they break your eardrums that they're I gonna didn't kill say you. Anything about eardrums? You literally mentioned banshees ear, kill people. You literally said they scream at the top of their lungs. Okay. But that's not breaking eardrums. They're literally spirits. They could scream like the sun, bro. Could they? Yes. I don't remember reading that. They could probably scream like the sun. They're spirits. Scream like the sun? Yeah. Like the sun. Yeah. I don't think that's how the sun works. I don't care. (laughs) I'm trying to make references here, okay? Chill. But this is more fun. But there are creatures similar and related to banshees that are. That will kill you. So, oh God! not all of them are hate-filled creatures. There are some that had strong ties to their families and continue to watch over them in death. So, there there is part of this legend where the original Irish families are the only people that have banshees, and they have their own banshees because that woman in life was so attached to her family that she passed, she's still there, and watches the family continue to grow and go through hardships and wails during those hard times. So not just when someone dies, but when wealth is lost and things like that. So the Banshee is more attached, at least the good Banshee, is attached to a certain family. And it is said that all of those families have basically, because they all started as like a group of five families that, Basically, every Irish family has its own banshee because banshees kept being created as the lineage grew and more and more families were added into the mix. Hmm. Now, you can't have an angry and scary banshee. Most of us would be familiar with the depiction of the scary banshee if you've ever seen it in pop culture or comic books or video games or wherever you might find one. During their lives, these women had reasons to hate their families and appear as distorted and frightening apparitions filled with hatred. The howls emitted by these banshees are enough to chill you to the bone, and rather than appearing to warn a family member, these banshees are celebrating the future demise of someone they loathed. That's different. So see, just like people, banshees can be two completely different things. I was right on one side same, of the coin. The same creature. I was right on one you side. You were. Of the coin. You were kind of right on part of your assessment of the banshees of the bad ones. The bad ones. Told you. So just like people, just like people, banshees can be good or evil. It all depends how they're treated in life. Yeah. So there's other a few other stories here about the banshee her spirit remains a young girl suffered a brutal death her spirit remains to warn family members that a violent death is imminent so it's very similar to the good one that one right there 
the evil banshees derive pleasure from taking a life and they actively seek out their victims and wail at them to the point where the per person commits suicide or goes insane. Jeez. There are even banshees that can tear people to shreds and these horrific apparitions are what feature in modern day horror films. They can scream people to death. I was also right on that. To go crazy. They can also scream people to death. Commit suicide. Scream people to death. That's not screaming somebody to death. You scream and they want to die. Technically, they're screaming them to death. Fair enough. I guess. Told you. I was right. So, in these stories, no one is exactly sure where Banshees get their knowledge of the upcoming death. One theory suggests that each family member has his own personal observer who follows him around and reports back to the Banshee. That seems like a lot of work. Yeah. Like, okay, Following. you get to be, like, the kind of cool, like, Banshee spirit. Meanwhile, this guy's This guy's just, around. his job is to just be a invisible security guard for this person. And report back to you. Like, Owatu the Watcher or something. Bro... Uatu kind of seems like he gets bored all the time. You would think so. He can't do anything. He's just standing there watching stuff. He just watches everything and literally can't do anything. Like, boring as hell. Like, come on. I don't think that's fair. Like, what did you have to do to do that as your job in the afterlife? Just, like... like you you have go to follow like, this dude. Did you just, like, not give a crap? I wonder crap? if that was your job in real life. Go follow this guy. <laughs> Bro, I'd, like, quit the first day on the job, being completely honest. I mean, back in the day, it really didn't work like that. Touche. But many centuries ago, belief in banshees were more widespread in Ireland and being a disbeliever was said to be blasphemous. So they would like freak out if you didn't believe in banshees back in the day. Now they just call you crazy. If you believe in a banshee. So it's basically, you know, most people think it's a myth and superstition. But if you're enjoying a night out in Ireland and hear a piercing scream, it's very well may be. A I banshee offering a warning. We're back. So, but if you do hear that piercing scream, it's probably not just a warning. You'll you probably got attached to the bad one and you were host. Well, that sucks. You're going to die. Well, this was fun. I enjoyed this version of the Bruce Cruz yeah. macabre. It was Good different, time. and it was better. Yeah, I like this a lot better. Like, actually talk instead of just going on a script. Yes, this is much more enjoyable. Hopefully, members of the Bruiser Nation out there enjoyed this edition of the Bruce Cruz macabre. You'll be on the next one. More than likely. One likely. Probably. Probably. Where I hope you guys enjoyed my return. Where I would very yes, I I I did. I hope you guys I, enjoyed I my enjoyed return to return. the Bruce Cruz Macabro and the podcast in general. So next week I haven't decided our topics. Okay. So we'll have to think of those. Yes. We will have to think of our stories. Mm -hmm. Those can come closer to, to show day. So yeah. they're a little bit more Fresh. Fresh and relatable to the time. Another, um, since I said this once already on Saturday, happy birthday to, to my dude right here Thank to you. my left. And as always, Bruiser Nation, stay good. Because we're, we're always, always good. good. Is it over? Did you stop recording?